0: In our Gospel today, Jesus gives a response that, for the audience of his day, would have been uh, probably not too radical, actually. Uh, and then again, he goes on, and I think it's really the second part of his response that sort of surprises things and, and maybe would uh, upset the expectations of his audience when he's asked what the greatest commandment is, he, he gives a passage from Deuteronomy, I think it's chapter 6. Hear, O Israel, the Lord, your God is one Lord. There's different translations. Some translations would say, hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God is one. And then anyway, it goes on, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength. Okay, and That's from Deuteronomy chapter 6. Now that passage, actually, was written on these little tiny scrolls About this big. You could almost, you know, did you ever see one of those microscopic Bibles? You know, it was almost like that, you know. They would, the the Jews in Jesus' day would write these little shiny scrolls, and then they would place them in these boxes, and the boxes would be on the forehead and on the arm, and that was uh, what they wore when they prayed. They're called, uh, the Jews today call them tefillin. And uh, basically it's kind of like this thing that you wrap around your head. It's like a crown or something that you would put on your head and it's got this box. And then they wrap around their right arm this cord, and the cord here has the has the box on their bicep. And the idea is that it's near their heart. Okay? So they have this most important commandment, the unity of God and the importance of loving God above everything else. They have it on their head and they have it on their On their heart. And that is in obedience to another commandment that's found in the book of Numbers. And, uh, that is, you shall, these words that I give you today, you shall wear them as a frontlet on your forehead and bind them on your hands. Okay? So that's, that's how they follow that commandment from, from Numbers. So when Jesus is asked the most important commandment and he gives that response, it's actually not too radical or it, it wouldn't really be unique. Okay? probably most rabbis of his day would actually give that response. I I think this is my own interpretation, and I could be wrong about this, but my guess also though is that he he does then kind of surprise them by adding the second commandment. Okay. And he's drawing from Leviticus when he does that. Because the scribe asks him, "What's the greatest commandment singular?" And Jesus goes and he kind of doesn't really Give him exactly what he wants. He gives him what maybe he was expecting, but then he he gives him a second commandment. All right. So I think that's where he's getting kind of controversial. Uh, the many Jewish uh, people of Jesus's day were very very religious, and they wore the what what we call the tefillin. You know, the box on the head and the, and the box on the arm, uh, and they they did many things that were good in and of themselves in terms of external observance of the law. But they were lacking a true interior virtue and that, that virtue of charity. So they were saying one thing with their mouth and doing something else in their heart and, and with their actions of their lives. And Jesus castigates them continually all throughout the Gospels. And he says things like, you have paid attention to tithing the the mint and the cumin and the dill and, uh, crossing your t's and dotting your i's, but you have, uh, neglected the weightier matters of the law, and that is justice, mercy, and he gives a third element. I can't remember what it is, but, you know, he, he tells you, he goes to the virtues. And he talks about how some of these very religious people, would uh be actually really kind of greedy quite frankly really pretty much focused on money and uh and focus on money at the expense of taking care of people who didn't have as much as they had and uh oftentimes the 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 very religious pharisees would um, they would be very dismissive of a common person who was not educated. So then there was a kind of a pride in their knowledge that they had because they knew the law, they studied it, they dedicated their whole lives to studying it. Common people, they don't know what they're talking about. They're stupid. Uh, they don't know the law. They're cursed because they, they don't observe all of these different rituals and commandments like we know how to do. And they don't. And I, And I fast and I tithe and I do these things. But unfortunately, you know again, the things they were doing were not bad. The problem was that they were lacking that the true inner virtue of love. Love of God even. So that that's the whole uh irony of it is that they were saying they were putting this commandment on their forehead saying love God with all your heart and all your soul, but they actually didn't have love of God because they didn't have love of neighbor. All right. And this brings us to a A passage from the New Testament where St. John says, How can you love God unless you love your neighbor? Okay, So loving neighbor sometimes is a litmus test for whether you really love God or not. You can say you love God, you can do a lot of ritual observances, but unless you truly love your neighbor, then this whole talk about love of God is not really worth much. So I think that's what Jesus is, is doing here in this in this uh question and answer scenario um, with the scribe. And uh I don't mean to pick on the, the Jews of Jesus' day, because obviously here's one who was pretty good. Jesus acknowledges him, he says, you know, you have understanding, you're not far from the kingdom of heaven. So obviously there were many Jews who were on point, even the ones who were super religious, you know, um, and observant and in all the rituals. But unfortunately, you know, many of them were not. And and it's those that he's he's criticizing all throughout the Gospels. Uh, so for us, I think this has really obvious and immediate applications. Um, in Christianity, the rituals are minimized to almost nothing compared to Judaism. Okay, compared to Judaism, all right. Uh, and the emphasis on true righteousness and actual virtue. Okay, on living according to the moral law that doesn't change from one Old Testament era to the New Testament era there's its a perennial law that's what's focused on uh, along with faith along with the mysteries that have been revealed to us uh, and Lent is a great time for us to really just kind of get back to the basics and we've got the things like the rice bowl project you know it's a, just a great way of remembering what first things comes first and we have to love our neighbor how can we? love God if we don't love our neighbor uh, as St. John says